Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. Listen, today is somewhat bittersweet. That's right. It's bittersweet because we are concluding our apostolic and prophetic dialogue for a month and three weeks or so. We have had apostles and prophets from across the country on a biblical perspective podcast, helping us to enter into the maturation of the mind of Christ regarding 2022 and beyond. The sweet part of it is we are concluding with another guest, a very special guest dear to my heart, Apostle Nona Parker from Illinois. That's right. All the way from Juliet. Illinois. She is going to be with me, with us on today as we conclude apostolic and prophetic dialogue. And I want you to make sure that you pull close to your device and give your ears because you don't want to miss what we're going to delve into on today's podcast. All right. Apostle Parker is going to help us to understand that there are great consequences when you choose to side with God's opponents and adversaries. Now, of course, we are free moral agents. We have the ability to choose whom we will serve. In the words of Joshua to Israel, choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Will it be Yahweh? Will it be Jehovah? Or will it be the gods of your ancestors? However, even though you and I have the right to choose, understand that there are consequences and in some cases dire consequences when you side against God. So that's what we're getting into on today. But before we delve into it, Go to my website, ctjohnson.org. I have free resources there for you. That's right. I want you to download the MP3 teaching along with the PDF notes of execute your excuses. It's going to empower your thinking and change your life. Now prepare to think critically as my guest, Apostle Nona Parker, assists us in understanding you don't want to be on the side that God's not on. Are you ready? Let's hear what God has to say. Apostle Nona Parker, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, 
Thank you so much, Prophet CTI. I'm just excited. I've been all excited all day to come on with you. And like I said earlier, backstage, chop it up and spit it out. We're yes, yes. Talk and dialogue and just hear from God. I get into that. When you posted, when you shared the flyer in regards to our dialogue tonight, you said uh, in the latter portion, I hope you'll join us as we discuss God in 22 as we yes. discuss God now that 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 intrigued me that excited me because unfortunately most of us within the church and this is the sad part most of the body of Christ we're discussing ourselves in 22 exactly we're discussing our desires we're discussing our ambitions we're discussing the plans we have for our family and our children and there is nothing necessarily wrong with that but the concern that i have as a prophet of god is a great part of the reason as to why we're in the mess that we're in is yeah. because for far too long the church has been in the words of Prophet Angela, narcissistic. We have been operating in an individual mindset and we have focused on what we need, what we want, our family long enough and forgot that, as I always say, God saved us to serve him, not the other way around. Yes. We have flipped this thing as it pertains to God saving us to serve us. He's our Santa Claus. He's our sugar daddy. Uh, 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 he's our he, he's our spare tire in the mm -hmm. time of emergency. And we only go to him when there's a flat. We only break the glass and reach for the fire extinguisher when there's a fire, when there's a catastrophe. But I want you just, before we get into some of the points that the others stated and you giving us your take or rather your mind on what they've said. I want you to elaborate more on that statement, discussing God in 2022. He should be the topic of conversation. Well, he should be. For those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ and are the elect of God, and we're going to talk about the elect of God tonight, but uh, he should be the topic of our conversation. You know, the scripture says, whom he did foreknow, he mm -hmm. also did predestine to do what? To be conformed to the image of his son. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we talk about purpose and destiny, we tend to talk about it from a very narcissistic or individualized perspective. My purpose. Your first purpose as a believer is to be conformed to his image. That is, that is the purpose of our predestination so that the statement that Jesus himself made being firstborn among many brethren holds true. You see, we have no purpose outside of the original purpose in Christ, which is to be conformed to his image. And if we're conformed to his image, you know, everybody want to be like Jesus, but nobody want to be like Jesus. Jesus he said this, he said, my will is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish that work, to finish the thing that he sent me to do. Well, why is it that we're chasing after the things that we want to do 
And yet we claim that we want to be like Jesus. And so I find that in our discussions of God, we should be talking more about how we are like him, not how, not so much of how we want him to be like us or like us. Wow. Wow. So our conformance to Jesus Christ, of course, it starts with our image and image is the key to destiny and purpose is the key to power. Wow. Go ahead, Apostle. That's good. I'm just <laughs> purpose is the key to power. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold it together. I'm trying not to flatline too early. It's too early for me to flatline. Well, I, I thought I would just pause for a minute and see if you had any interjections right there at that point. But no, yes, ma'am. Going no, you're, back, you're doing good. Amen. Going back to, to that very statement, discussing God. I mean, what else? Why, why are we talking about us when our purpose is to be him in the earth? Hmm. Our purpose wow. is to replicate, to not not imi imitate, hear me, because we have imitators. Right. We're not here to imitate Christ. We're here to replicate Christ. We are replicants of Jesus Christ, his entire image. You know, we have a problem uh, with this God particle that we have on the inside of us. And that tells me a lot about um believers not really knowing their identity. They know who they are as preachers, mm -hmm. but they don't know who they are as promoters of, of Jesus Christ. What we have to learn is truly who we are in Jesus Christ, meaning taking on his entire nature. The scripture says it like this. We are partakers of the divine nature of Jesus Christ. You understand that means that we become him in the earth. And and I, I get it. I know folks got a real problem with all of that. They got a problem. Well, I'm not Jesus and I'm not God. And that's pride. No, that's not pride. That's purpose. Purpose is being Christ in the earth. We, we sometimes get confused, I believe, prophet. And we get confused because we ask God to do our job. Our job, he left a kingdom for us to man. He left it in the earth for us to keep this kingdom secure. Who can do that other than his own offspring? So when we talk about being the offspring of God, many times we talk about it from the perspective of riches, mm -hmm. heaping up to ourselves goods and goodies, as you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. But what about walking in that, that degree of power might and demonstration. As the scripture says, the kingdom is not in word only, right. but it is in demonstration of the power of the spirit of God. We don't mm -hmm. see that today, but I know that that is what God is going after right now. That's I'm it. telling you, the, the sovereign of all the world is being the sovereign of all the earth. Of all the world. Wow. He's being the sovereign. God is doing God. He's not doing us. I love it. Listen, hashtag God is doing God. Come on. Hashtag God is doing God. I need to say that again. Matter of fact, where's my bell? I, okay. All right. I got to hit my bell on that. God is doing God. Yes, I need you God all to understand God. that. Come on. God is doing. There it is. God <laughs> is doing God. God is he doing God. He is not doing 
us. He's not doing our agenda. He's not rolling out what, you know, layman's terms, the Lord said this to me. And, and you know, uh, being an apostle, you know, God speaks to his apostles and his prophets very plainly. He, he, he does not beat around the bush. He does not uh, uh, give sugar with the castor oil, because when you're operating in these offices, you have to, you, 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 you need to come to a place of maturation. You need to come to a place of, of, of growth and development where you're not wearing your heart on your sleeve, because when you deal with a sovereign and this, I believe is the issue. We are one track in our in our understanding of who Jesus is and how he operates. We only see him as savior. Mm -hmm. We only believe that he operates as a savior, as one that comes to our aid and comes to our rescue. But he was, as Dr. Price always says, before he was a savior, he was a sovereign. All day long. Huh? And, and, and that's not changing. And we have to understand that when you deal with a sovereign, a sovereign really does not care about your feelings in regards to the fulfillment of his purpose. Yeah. The sovereign cares about his rule. He cares well, about his reign. Yes. He cares, he cares about his domain. Uh, now, now, it's not to say that he doesn't take care of those that are under his rule. And right. he, he does. But many of us act like God puts us before he puts himself. You want to know who God loved the most? God loves God the most. Because Say that again. God, Say that again. God loves God the most because God understands that he has to be Alpha and Omega. Mm. He has to be the beginning and the end. He has to and he has to be everything in between. See, God has to stick around. And we're the only ones that, that, that does not understand that he there are adversaries that's keeping us, not him, but keeping us from replicating him in the earth. Mm-hmm. We act like the reason that Satan is on us is because we special. How about it's because God is God well, and because we are his offspring. We are the offspring of God. That's it. With that being said, I'm telling you, God has taken DNA tests. You want to know what the Lord is doing in 2020? Lord. Maybe he's drawing blood and he's taking DNA tests. Lord have mercy. All right. Hold, hold on, Apostle. Hold, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You, I'm telling you, you, you are coming out the gate. Lord have mercy. She said, you want to know what God is doing in 22? God is taking DNA tests. Now, Pastor, you, you, you have to elaborate on that. You just can't whiz by that. You got to break that down. God is taking DNA tests. He is endeavoring to see who really is his child. Because some of us are going to hear that he is not our father. Absolutely. I, and that's what the tests are coming back to show. That oh, a whole lot is not, God is not the father. Mm. Hallelujah. He's doing a Maury Pulpit show on his own. Hallelujah. God is not the father. I love it. And and we can tell that because you want to know something. The, the truth of the matter is our DNA comes from our father. You know, we have this thing called mitochondrial, which comes from the mother. When DNS, DNA tests are done on the female or on the mother, you know, 
it can prove that either my mother or even my mother's sister could be my mom, but not so with the father. The father, the DNA test for the father says, not only was you in the room, <laughs> you are part of that person coming into existence. We have a lot of saints, a lot of saints, just as you said, they stopped at a confession. They didn't move into a conversion. That whole born again piece that we talk about so much has to do again with that blood transfusion that changes our DNA. It causes us to take on the divine nature of our father. The blood of Jesus Christ was for something more than just the washing away of your sin. It was for the infusion of an entirely new seed in the earth. Mm. That seed being the offspring of God. And so people are walking around here in trying to be imitators of Jesus Christ. And again, not they don't they they're not promoting this bloodline or this lineage wow. called the line of Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ came from a line. That's it. He did. He came from a lineage. And guess what? We do too. We come from a line that goes way, way back. As a matter of fact, it doesn't even go back to Adam. The Bible says that we, his offspring, mm -hmm. was hid in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. We were in his loins. That's it before the foundation of the world before, yes. and, it, and, and we're not even talking about the foundation of the earth before the worlds were framed my god hallelujah mm. guess what i was in there yes ma'am you were in there amen and so what we're seeing now is the fullness of our time in the earth coming as believers now is our time to be jesus christ in the planet mm. Wow. You said now is our time to be Jesus Christ in the planet. You mean to tell me that it's not our time to promote our truth. It's not our time uh, to be me. It's not our time to do me. Uh, is, is that what you're saying, Apostle? Are, are you contradicting what, what the Lord has told me that because, you know, I can talk to God too, like the apostles and the prophets. He speaks to me, and He told me that that 2022 was about you. He, he said it was about me, about my house, about my car, about my my my, my uh, 50 percent raise. But you're not telling me that that's not so. Hmm? Now, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> Second Peter says this. This is how it reads. It says, "Wherefore, brethren, give diligence." Mm -hmm to make your calling and election sure. sure. For if yep. you do these things, you shall never fail. And it goes on to talk, in, to talk about an, an, uh, an entrance mm -hmm. shall be ministered to you abundantly to the everlasting kingdom. Mm. You see, making calling and election sure is something that is required for us to enter in and to even uh, operate out of this kingdom. We act like we're building something new for God. Come on. We're not God. building a kingdom. Come on. 
We're not, what we're doing is we're shamaring. We're protecting a kingdom. We're promoting a kingdom. We are, we, I hear people say, well, we establishing the kingdom. I'm sorry, right. that was not your job. Jesus Come on, apostle. Care of that. Jesus took care of establishing the kingdom. That's now, it. our job is to make sure that we keep this kingdom intact. My God. And we have to, we have to protect it and guard it from all manner of intrusion. That includes cultural in, inclusion, uh, intrusion. Mm -hmm. Because the culture is pressing in mm. on the kingdom. And you know what its goal, li goal is? The very goal that we are supposed to have on it is conversion. The leaning to convert us to something other than Jesus Christ. That's it. And That's so it. not on my okay, and I, I am, any, any of my folk can tell you, people that God has set me over can tell you, I'm not having it. I'm, and I, I'm not talking about church either, because we Come understand on. the church is on the rogue list. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's on the rogue roll, right? My God, today. Come on, apostle. The church is on the rogue roll. I mean, it's like the Lord don't even want to go to church anymore. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Come on here and be an apostle tonight. Hallelujah. And my so, God. And so I'm not talking church. That's I am it. talking an everlasting kingdom. Kingdom. That's it. And that makes us under the sovereign, but it also makes us sovereigns. You understand that only kingdoms can produce royalty. The Bible says that we mm. have now been made kings and priests. And priests. Yes, our God. That's it. You don't get to be a king when you act like a peasant. Kings don't act like peasants. Come on. And and I don't care how close I get to Queen Elizabeth and all her grandkids and kids. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have their blood or their DNA. I'm not royalty. My God. Today. They can give me a title all day long. Right. But when they test my blood, I don't come up royal. Not in the bloodline. It's not in the bloodline. And this mm. is what I'm trying to say. We have a lot of folk in the body of Christ. That's mm. not in the bloodline. Mm. And this is the era where God is demanding DNA tests. Will you be one of the ones that here, he is not the father? Hmm. My God today. Listen. Oh God. I'm, I'm trying to hold it together. Lord knows. I just want to lay out. I just want to lay prostrate. Uh, and bask in this revelation, but I've got to hold it together. You said some powerful, powerful things. And one of many was we're not responsible for build. And I love that because God help me. I have been saying this for several years because I've heard people say, I was saying it at one point as well until the spirit of God corrected me that we're building the kingdom. We're building. No, no, no. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the founder, the establishmentarian of the kingdom. It's our job to protect it. Yes. It's our job to protect it. And we're getting ready to, to transition. But before we do, listen, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is just doing what only he can do. I want you to unpack that a little more and help us understand. And I believe I have asked this question pretty much to all of our previous guests. And of course, they answered in their way, but the answers were all connected and interwoven. 
Because you said again, it's not our responsibility to build the kingdom. It's our responsibility to guard it. What does that look like? What is in this era, in this dispensation, what is the role and the responsibility of the apostle, of the prophet, even the ecclesia, the Christian, the layman, the person in the pew? Because unfortunately, the church loves to dump all of kingdom responsibility on the apostles and the prophets or on uh, the fivefold. But every elect, every person who was in Christ before the foundation of the world, as you have stated, has responsibility in regards to their position, in regards to their, uh, 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 on their level of, of maturity as it pertains to their capacity. So help us to further understand as an apostle, what does guarding God's kingdom look like? What does defending the king look like? Because a person said to me uh, a couple of months ago, as it pertains to my prophetic word from, I believe, I believe it was this year, last year, as it pertains to this year, well, actually 2021 was God was initiating the sovereign take back. And a person said to me, and you being also a charisma podcast host, the person said that what, uh, uh, obviously he's not God because God wouldn't need defending. So help us understand for individuals who have that ignorant mindset uh, <laughs> that God doesn't need defending. What does it look like to defend the kingdom, to guard the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Well, the scripture says that we are to be defenders of the faith that was once delivered to us. That's it. The problem is that we've gotten so off course that the faith that was once delivered to us has been changed. Mm. It has become all about us and not about him. Even the message of salvation has become all about us. You see, most people learn salvation from this perspective. If you get saved, you go to heaven. Right. How about if you get saved, you'll be powerful in the earth. Mm -hmm. See, salvation is not about heaven. Salvation is about making sure that there is securities, that there is guardianship of all that Jesus Christ set out to to do. And what he set out to do was to make his kingdom the most powerful kingdom in the planet. We act like this kingdom, it only means church. The, the church is a is a appendage, an offshoot, a, 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 pl- a part of the kingdom of God. But we don't we're not here to just rule in the church. We're here to rule in the world. And until we can make that plain and begin to get people ready, uh, prepared, get them vetted for positions in the earth, whereby Jesus Christ himself, as we know, we talk about vivas, you know, through uh, our our collaboration through near until we can be we're at a point where Jesus Christ really does have a voice. Mm-hmm. He really does have influence. He has a vote. He has access and he has a seat at the tables of the world. Mm-hmm. We concentrate on him having a seat in the church. Right. Well, first of all, it's his church. <laughs> so why Come do you on here. work to give him 
Hey, when I come into my house, nobody has to give me a seat. I can right. any seat. All the seats belong to you. Thank you. They're mine because it's my house. That's it. So the house of God, God. is is that that's not what we're what we're shooting for as Christians. Mm -hmm. We make everything about Christ. We connect everything about Christ to church. Mm -hmm. What I want to know is, as believers, how do we establish? Christ's kingdom among the kingdoms of the world and not cause it to be the laughing stock that it is right now. Mm. Because you see, we as apostles, prophets, we are the ambassadors and the representatives. We represent Christ again to the world. That's it. And yet we're ignorant. All we want to do is go to church and run around and scream and holler and shout. As you were saying in your opening, God as a thinker, let this mind be in you, That's which it. was also in Christ Jesus. Listen, listen to the mind that was in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to make himself equal with God. Now, am I sitting here trying to tell you that I am the almighty? You are the almighty? Absolutely not. Come on. We know better than that. What I'm trying to say to you is that our salvation is about duplicating Jesus Christ in the earth. Had had devils known, they would have never crucified That's the Lord of glory. Why? Because they did not understand that crucifying one sovereign was going to make many. Yes. Mm. Okay. Mm. It's going to make many. And so... You know, when we talk about defending, we're not talking about defending God as if he's defenseless. Right. We understand right. He is the almighty. That's it. But what we are talking about is defending his reign, his rule in the earth. We That's are. Why are we tearing this man's kingdom down by being uh, completely irreverent mm. and completely ignorant concerning our jobs in the kingdom, what we're called to do. You know, know, let's just talk about the church for a minute. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about the fivefold. Thank God for the fivefold, but you do right. understand that the fivefold is a gift given. Come on, come on, go there. But 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, and, and God set yep. the set. church. Different See, words. That's set different. He didn't give it. He said it. He that said it. word means as in concrete. It's, mm. it's unmovable. It's immutable. God set in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets, mm -hmm. thirdly teachers. And then we go on after that to what? Miracles. Miracles. Okay. We, we haven't, we're still arguing over whether or not they're apostles today. Right, right. We're still at the point, again, we're not defending the same faith. The early apostles, they knew this. As a matter of fact, they penned it. They taught it. It became the mandate for the church. That's it. And God said in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. Mm -hmm. That's called divine order. Come on. And the church is out of divine order. Now it is in church order. And church order is anybody that wants to start a church for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's because you disgruntled because your your leader won't let you do what you want to do. Let's Come on. 
Let's Come be honest on. about it. Just, we run out and say that the Lord the said, okay. Well, anybody that wants to start a church, as a matter of fact, Facebook has become a pulpit. Lord have mercy. You talking good. And there is no vetting. There is no uh, checking out. There's no proving. There, right. no, and, and again, the scripture says, making our calling and election sure. Who's who who is responsible for doing that? Mm -hmm. If we can get divine order back in the church, if we can get it back in the church, you see, the kingdom is not out of order. The church. Right. The, but, oh, OK. All right. All the right. kingdom you ain't out of order. <laughs> but the church is. Right. And so what what the Lord is doing is what we have all talked about and at the same time refuse to believe. God mm -hmm. is judging the church. Mm. We're in a judgment. Now, I know people don't want to hear that. Right. You can call me the bad news prophet. You can do whatever you want to do. I really don't <laughs> care. I promise I don't care. But anyway. <laughs> I know that's right. God is judging this church. Yes, he is. He, he really is. And I can tell you right now, we're passing. We're, I'm sorry, we're failing many of the tests of judgment mm -hmm. that God mm -hmm. has placed in the church. I'm sitting here and I'm watching the saints of God act like that for other saints of God, death is the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yet the Bible tells us that we are passing from death to life. What you say? Come on. So you know, we're falling out because COVID is killing folk. Let right. me tell y'all something. That's the sovereignty of God. See, the Lord is not asking your permission as to who to strike. Right. Mm. He's not. I you told know, you God is doing God. Lord have mercy. Apostle Nona Parker. I'm telling you, this woman of God, y'all need to share. If you're just joining us, let me try to compose myself. All right. If you're just joining us on tonight, you need to share. I am having apostolic prophetic dialogue with Apostle Nona Parker all the way from Juliet, Illinois. And this woman of God is indeed apostling on tonight. So you need to hit that share button and get as many in the room while you can. Listen, Apostle, we're getting ready to shift here. Uh, but you said, Lord have mercy. You said that the kingdom is not out of order, but the church is. Mm -hmm. I need y'all to hashtag that. The kingdom is in order, but the church is not. Hashtag the kingdom is in order, but the church is not. Uh, Apostle, I want to, uh, I'm just going to pull one statement from Apostle Cheney uh, and then one statement from Apostle Sanders on last week. And then I want to hear your thoughts in regards to what they said. And then we're going to shift into what God has been saying to you as his apostle for your region, for the body of Christ at large, for the nation of Jesus Christ. What is it that the Lord has been sharing with you? We're going to go there uh, in the uh, in the very uh, few next few moments. But apostle, apostle Cheney said this, let me put it here on the screen. She said, listen, she said this straight with no chaser. She said, <laughs> she said falseness is being exposed. What are your thoughts there? Falseness well, is being exposed. 
I agree 100%. It is, you know, God's concentration right now is on the elect. And, and what we're seeing happening is the great divide. Mm. One of the reasons why we're seeing so many varying opinions is because I, I guarantee you, uh, God is setting his elect aside. Now, he's not putting them on the back burner. He is determining, again, who the elect of God is. And so we're seeing a great divide. The scriptures call it uh, the great apostasy. Right, right. Uh, the, or the great falling away. Falling we away. are seeing many, 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 many. And I just I think it's the first wave. I don't think it's going to be just one event. I think it's the first Believe wave of uh, the apostate church. Mm. It's showing up and, and it's sickening to those of us that are elect. This is uh, it, it really is. So God's concentration right now is on his elect. And, and this is the concentration, making sure that you are elect. Mm. I've been teaching my own church and churches that uh, this is the time, again, as I have said, making that calling and election sure. Mm -hmm. There is a way to do that. And the way that, that you do that is by examining your own identity. Wow. You see, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is and was and is to come, <laughs> you won't know who you were and are and is to come. You you have no idea where you're going in your future. Right now, the elect of God is not in the present. We are not our concentration is not on the present. It is on God's future. We are preparing ourselves. We're preparing our people, our congregations, our ministries, whatever you want to call it. We are preparing for the future in God. And what we are not doing is walking around making vain promises and speaking vain imaginations to God's people about just keep holding on. This thing is going to get better. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And that is because God is using worse. He's using darkness to divide from light. This is and he, he really is. And so um, the elect, we understand that for us, darkness is a candle. Mm. It is a candle. It Listen, wow. it doesn't put our light out at all. That's powerful. So we're not shaken by the events of the day. The mm -hmm. events of the day are very natural coming out of God's world simply because God is using them. You know, God says something very uh, powerful. He said, but I created darkness for myself. Well, in the church, we have been taught that anything dark is Satan. Right. And everything light is God. Mm -hmm. And yet God uses the darkness to illuminate the light of the elect. That's it. This and, is good. and so we are shining very brightly. You know, I, I I was thinking just yesterday, actually, I was thinking, I was kind of talking to the Lord, walking around my house. And I, I just got this impression of thanks, thankfulness upon my life mm -hmm. because uh, the last two years have been good to me. Now I don't know about nobody else. Well, well, I, was COVID. I know that's right. You I'm telling you, <laughs> COVID, and did I lose people? I did. But you you need to understand something. 
I realized that in those moments, God was being God. Yes, yes. We act like, and we forgot the fact that Jesus Christ now possesses the keys to death. Yeah, come on. We can sit up here and say it was it's a devil all day long that's taking people out of the planet. But if the devil got that much power, we are all in trouble and we serve the Lord in vain. Mm. Because Jesus Christ conquered and that's got it. the keys to death and to hell. That's it. And those keys are still in his possession. Yes, ma'am. And those keys hang on the whole ring of the keys to the kingdom. Mm. See, I'm not confused about death. I understand that when people leave here, they leave here because God put a signature on it. He made a divine edict and a divine decree. Will I miss them? Yes, I will. But you have to stop and you have to ask yourself in this entire COVID uh, environment, why is it that some people left here and others didn't? Mm -hmm. Why is it that God has refuted all of the science of COVID? Mm. Why is it that people are taking vaccines and still getting COVID? Come on, somebody. Well, Because God, the sovereign, is going to make these decisions. And there's nothing that anybody can do about it. Can do about it. So I'm here to tell you that one of the concentrations of the Lord right now is to make you call in your election sure. Ooh. Make sure you're on the Lord's side because this thing is separating, it's splitting right down the middle. That's it. We That's are it. once again hearing the words of Moses, who is on the Lord's on side. On the Lord's side. You know, I'm telling you, Apostle, I shared a couple of weeks ago, either on my platform here or my podcast. I can't remember exactly when, uh, but I said that you don't want to be caught on the side of God's opponents. No, you don't. You in this, and in, in th- especially in this dispensation, you do not want to be found on the opposing side. So listen, I want us to uh, transition now and and share and I, I, I I'm I'm sure it's safe to say that uh, some of what you've already dialogued and shared is connected to and connected with what God has revealed to you and spoken to you in regards to the year that we're in this era and dispensation. But I want you uh, to now take us into specifically as God's apostle. What is it that He's been sharing with you in regards to his intentions, his purposes, his plans. What is it that he's saying, not only for this year, but beyond? Amen. Well, again, as I have said uh, several times in our talk tonight, um, our identity is key. Knowing who we are, listen, in Christ, not alongside Christ, who we are in Christ, what was the purpose of Jesus Christ dispatching sons in the earth. And so we're going to have to figure out our identity. You know, I've been taking my church uh, through uh, the whole steps, walks of of identity, through the dunamite drills, all of those things, really um, imputing in them who we really are because as our apostle has said, identity is the key to destiny. 
Destiny means a destination. Where are where do you end up? Um, our purpose is our key to our our passions are our key to our purpose. And so I have been walking uh, my people through them understanding their identity and letting them know that they're going to have to contend for one of three identities. Either they're going to take on their the identity of their natural parents or their natural lineage, which a lot of saints do. That's why they say stuff like, well, that's just how I am. I'm sorry. That's not good enough for me. You know, Jesus Christ came to convert us. And so you're going to either have to take on the DNA or the, the identity, I should say, of your natural line. You're going to take on a split DNA, which means that you have a partial new birth and a partial human birth experience, which a lot of the church is doing. Or you're going to take on that supernal life or that supernal birth, understanding that you are born of God. You are filled with the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You are the offspring of God. You are partakers of a divine nature, not a human nature. You know, culture is humanistic. And so culture pushes in and it, 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 it woos us, it beckons us to align ourselves with its mandates and its missions all of those humanistic things that we pull off into the church. But I'm telling you, God is not visiting that. He's not kissing it. He's not embracing it. None of that. God's agendas, the things that he wants to see done in the earth are going to come through a specific set of people. We can call it the elect, call it the remnant. We can call it whatever we want to call it. But God is dividing while, while culture is saying, can't we all get along? Jesus is saying, no, we can't because we're not the same. You come from a different seed. You come mm. from a different lineage. And therefore, your purpose is going to be different. Hear me when I say this. We are going to have to figure out which line we come from. The other thing that the Lord is doing is he's causing us to understand, once again, according to John chapter 17, that we are not of this world. And so to try to take on the things that the world takes out and even look at them through the lenses or the, or the glasses of the world, it's not going to cut it anymore. Hmm. We can't, Prophet, we can no longer just sit around and talk kingdom. That's it. You know, like we're talking shop. Right. We can't just talk kingdom. The kingdom That's of God is in you. And it's in you because your DNA demands it. Mm. Your DNA demands that your royal seed, your royal implications, the royalty, the, the splendor of God, the grace, the, the glory, the power of the almighty, it's going to exude from the elect. God is raising up a power people. I love it. Amen. They that know their God hmm? shall be strong and, do, and exploits. do exploits. I love yes. it. So that's where I've been since, well, really before the, the, the first of the year, I've been just hammering it and hammering it into the people, uh, uh, not only of Antioch, but my other churches that mm -hmm. we're going to have to take on this divine nature. That's it. This is good. You said God is raising up a power 
people. God is raising up a power people. Listen, saints, the days of impotence, the days of intimidation, inferiority, being timid and frail is over. It is over. It's over. It's time for us to put up or shut up. All right. <laughs> if, you, if you say you are the elect of God, then it's time to exemplify that. It's time to exemplify your divine lineage. It's time to exemplify the royal bloodline that is supposed to be flowing through you and I. As, as, as I know you've been saying, as I've been saying, as our chief apostle has been saying, this man's kingdom, Jesus Christ, his kingdom has been hijacked and the church assisted in it. I would say the church led the charge. Oh, well, what? Well, you, ah, well, you know what? Go, go ahead, T touch on that. Then T you said the church led. Now, see, I was trying to be nice, but that, that's an apostle. She said, <laughs> she said the church led the charge. The church led the charge in the hijacking of Jesus' kingdom. It's Cause, so yeah. true because we have access to it. Mm. You see, the outsiders don't have access to the kingdom. We the keys were given to us. Right. We have the keys to the kingdom. My and you know what we did? We unlocked the door. We opened all of them up mm. and we invited everything in the culture to come yeah. into the church. You talking yes, good right there. Yes, we did. We broke it. And guess what? Jesus ain't going to fix it because he didn't break, break it. That's our job. Well, 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 hold on, hold on now, Apostle, because we have been trained, we have been taught, it has been uh, uh, burned into our psyche. Jesus will fix it. Jesus, he will fix it. Uh -huh. You know, <laughs> but but you're telling us Jesus ain't fixing it. I love it. I nope. love it. Not fixing it. Because he's not responsible for uh, the, the break in. He's not responsible for the hijack. No, He's not, no. And, and why, why is that though? Why, why do we have, why do we have and possess that mindset? We expect Jesus to fix something that we broke, we damaged. We don't want any responsibility. Many aren't even taking responsibility of ownership, at least saying, I did it. Lord, would you help me fix it? No, they're not taking ownership of having broken having damaged, having given access to God's enemies, and neither are they endeavoring to help bring about a solution. They are throwing it all on Jesus. Why do we have that mindset? Well, it, it stems from the fact that that is how most people learn Jesus. See, mm. most people learn Jesus, that Jesus was a sugar daddy, not Come a father. I had a good father. My father was the kind of man where when I got into trouble, he would say, you created it. You need to fix it. Mm. Come on here. OK. And he set boundaries around the things that he would not would and would not do mm -hmm. in order to help me get myself out of trouble. My God. here. You know what that what that did to me? It made me grow up. It matured me. The church is very immature. That's it. They're like the, the kid 
that though they're their toy on the ground and it breaks into a million pieces and then you bring it back to mommy or daddy and say fix it i didn't right. break it right so guess what that means that means you don't have a toy to play with now mm. that's got to go in the garbage and maybe the next time you get something of value you that's won't it. a temper tantrum and you will not tear that thing up that's it you see that's how god is dealing with the church right now mm. i gave you everything mm -hmm. Yes, and you squandered it mm. and you you caused it to melt down and lose its value and now you want me to come in and pump it up full of value guess what i left the kingdom to you jesus said that he said it is my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom that's what he said that's what he said mm -hmm. and so the kingdom has been given over to us Jesus Christ is now seated at the right hand of God, the father forever. His labors are over. That's it. As the scripture does say, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth for Satan has come down to you. Y'all got to deal with him now. I don't. I did right. my thing. My work is finished. and yes. over. Now this kingdom, I gave it to you. What are mm. you going to do with it? That's it. There are those of us that will protect it and defend it with our very lives. I guarantee you, we will. We will lay down our lives for the kingdom. Indeed. Amen. Indeed. Listen, this has been powerful, potent, enlightening. I want you again to share, share this level of word, this depth. Unfortunately, those who are claiming themselves to be apostles and prophets, they're not taking you into the depth of God's understanding as it pertains to where we are, how we got here, and what our responsibilities are to fix it. Mm -hmm. We need to shift. We need to have a mental paradigm shift. Jesus is not going to fix it. it it's a great gospel song, but we have uh, 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 erroneously embraced that and even made it doctrine. And many of you have established your hope and faith and trust on Jesus fixing an aspect of your life that you are solely responsible for damaging. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the cry of the spirit for the sons of God to manifest. And that word sons means mature ones. Mm. If we're going to handle this, this kingdom as if it, we are children, then guess what? We don't get to inherit it. Wow. Wow. We don't get to inherit this. Mm. Because this kingdom, hear me, is an everlasting kingdom. That's it. And God is, he has given himself the responsibility. Mm. God is making God responsible for ensuring that this kingdom has no end. That's it. And he's not going to let anybody take it down. No, ma'am. Even those of you who are walking around here talking about God loves you. God loves God. I keep telling y'all, y'all need to hear me tonight. God loves God. God loves God. Hashtag that. God loves God. <laughs> mm. That's who he loves. That's what we love. To the utmost. Because <laughs> he's God and he can. Mm, mm, mm. So he's not going to let us take his kingdom down and destroy it. No, no. That's why I say the kingdom.
system is insecure. Mm. It's insecure. Oh, Jesus got this thing all wrapped up. We're yes, the ones confused. Well, dear hearts, this is the era and dispensation for the elect of God to move forward in the sovereign's agenda. It is my prayer that you are on the Lord's side. I'm interested in knowing how today's podcast empowered your life. Email me at admin at ctjohnson.org and let me know your thoughts and key points regarding today's lesson with guest apostle Nona Parker. Remember to visit the show notes in the podcast description to learn more about our guests, their ministries, products, and other pertinent information regarding the podcast. And of course, subscribe, subscribe, and rate the podcast, as well as consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor, enabling me to empower lives all around the world. Go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sign up and sow your best seed today. Dear hearts, I want you to know, as I tell you every time we gather, I love you dearly. And until next time, you know, be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com. Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson, on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.